150 customers out there. It's unbelievable. What do you put in that sauce? Well, you start off with a little lemon juice and some ketchup. Oh! <laughs> Dexter, I like you as a friend and all, but... Mike, no! Listen to me carefully. Okay. Do not tell anyone the recipe to your sauce. Oh, well, first you start off with a little lemon juice. And Stop then it! Oh, Stop talking! Welcome back, back to... Keenan Kel with Adam and Aaron as we continue our Good Burger adventure. I am Aaron. He is Adam. We are reviewing Good Burger starring Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell who play Dexter Reed and Ed, respectively. No, no last name. <laughs> respectively. <laughs> and, uh, and it's been quite the, the first 30 minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, which is our usual kind of rate of Keenan and Kel, right? We take a half hour show and we just stretch about, it. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's pick up where we last left off. Uh, Mondo Burger was crushing Good Burger. Dexter was uh, betrayed by Ed, uh, and they had just uh, discovered Ed's secret sauce—an uh, actual uh, Nickelodeon orange uh, good sauce. Basically, what's happening is the good sauce is so good. That everybody, everybody comes and wants a piece of it. So that crowd that was just at Mondo Burger the past couple days, they're all at Good Burger. Yeah, we have an awesome montage to, to kick things off with uh, the, like I said, sort of like Kel Mitchell singing, I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, with the ska music in the background. and it, An orchestra. It's, it's great. Good energy. <laughs> Very good energy. Um, and, and there's a lot happening like mr bailey is pumped adam i can't help but like just just keep kind of comparing mr bailey to this like um romantic like european like uh um uh what do i want to say like like christmas carol like uh like like, you know like like (laughs) jolly old fellow who's trying his best for the holidays yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a real George Bailey vibe. That's exactly what I was getting at. It. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what I was getting at. Um, and uh, earlier, uh, what was his name? Uh, there was a name, and it was oh O'Malley, right? They said o- O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, sounds like uh, an author's name, right? Oh, like O Henry, right? Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know, Adam. I think there's this underlying tone of uh, I, I could see that deep. Deep literary wisdom here. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely something like that going on behind the scenes. I- I'm glad we've already talked about the counter because we always talk about the counter, and uh, it w- which it just surprises me how many aesthetic like carryovers there are. It's a big red counter still. Right. The Good Burger doesn't look like that, but it's still got a big red counter, just like uh, Rigby's. That's right. Yeah, the red is very. Uh, it seems off-putting, but it's not. It's 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 very um, intentional. Very intentional. Quick question for you before we get started here. What do you think uh, Ed's sauce tastes like? Yeah, that is a good question. I was thinking about it. Um, to me, I'm really think I got some real like just Chick Fil A sauce vibes. Yeah, but it's I I don't think it's that I don't think it's like that. I think it's probably more tangy, and like creamy mm. at the same time. So it's ooh, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, it's probably got this like this this smooth like mayo vibe at the same time as it's got like the te- ketchup tang and sweetness but not too sweet for some reason i think of it like a like, kind of like an orange julius type thing like a like almost like a dessert like it's like some 
taste the orange icing. It's possible, but one can only imagine what the good sauce tastes like. So, Ed is making sauce back there. Yes. Oh, uh, well, first, uh, uh, Mr. Bailey is so happy uh, with, with Ed's recipe that he uh, and that he's he's saving the store. So, for every good burger they sell, he's going to get ten cents, which is a really good royalty. Oh yeah, I mean, like what ten cents out of a dollar forty nine? That's like that's like yeah, it's like six and a half percent. Yeah, nice math. Thanks. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, it's uh, he's excited about that, and um, he goes to make more sauce, and Dexter is also very excited about that. He of course overheard the money proposition, and he he comes back and he has a proposition for Ed, and he basically says, "Hey, why don't you give me eighty percent, and you of that ten cents, and you get twenty percent." And it'll be great. And he, he, of course, plays it off like it's he's selling it. And, and Ed's like, yeah. oh. So he pulls out this contract that he's already written up. And I paused, Adam, because there is a lot of information on this contract. And the screen is paused. And I can actually see some of it. Oh, wow. June 17th, 97. Dexter oh. of the – there's his address. Um. Oh man, if I I need to zoom in and like and like really Oh I can Enhance. I can zoom Enhance. in. I can. <laughs> oh my gosh, Adam, this is like <laughs> uh, uncovering in real time. Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm super jealous. Something I... <laughs> something street he's putting his address street seven bride Bridesdale, California. There's a zip code nine one two two oh. I don't know if that's correct. Um uh, and then some other information. Okay. And then and here's the name. Here's the name. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's it's the uh, information about the contract. It says Ed Sauce, Good Burger, 49 Main Street, Bridesdale. Wow. You, you found the, the address. <laughs> I did. Uh, the, <laughs> the address that doesn't exist. And it's an actual contract that actually has, like, lines on it for, for people to sign. That's the uh, that's the cool thing about uh, having the kind of I'm certain that this is part of the the movie budget. It's like it's not just the wardrobe. It's not just this thing on things on screen, but all the little props and, and like details and stuff like yeah. that are really carried over. Like I, I'm I'm positive that the math like adds up right when it comes to they're talking about when they talk about money and dates. Yeah, date like wait a second, late June. <laughs> like that that makes perfect sense with this timeline. Right. They've been at this for a couple weeks, and so. Yeah, and uh, uh, that that is really cool info. Yeah. So, anyways, just wanted to share. Um, so, uh, Dexter hands the um, he hands the contract to Ed, and Ed looks it over very intently. And he says, uh, "My favorite line of the movie, yep. which is a, uh, I know some of these words." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's a good moment. But Ed signs, and it's very clear that Dexter is trying to take advantage of him and his naivete, his innocence. Yes. And uh, uh, Dee Dee enters the, the kitchen scene, and she's like, in a very poor line to read, says that to Ed, what do you put in that sauce? <laughs> it's like a layup. <laughs> he goes, oh, some lemon juice, some ketchup. And, uh, and then <laughs> and Dexter immediately like pushes him to the ground. Pushes him to the ground. 
and uh, and he's like, don't you ever tell anybody the recipe, ever. Yeah, well, well, well first, uh, Ed says, look, De- Dexter, I like you as a friend and all, <laughs> because he's, like, on top of him on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good bit. But, yeah, no, uh, Dexter explains to Ed that you can't tell anyone this recipe because it's what's going to save Good Burger. If someone else knew it, it's not going to work. And then Ed says, Good Burger's my life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a good line to, to hang on to there. And yeah, no, literally, it's SpongeBob. It's the secret formula. It's the secret formula, <laughs> and it's also every Dan Schneider episode of any show because uh, at the end of this scene, Ed goes, "You're can you get off? You're squashing my pancreas." <laughs> yes, I. It's one of those Nickelodeon body parts right next to the <laughs> and, the spleen and the uvula. Anatomical Nickelodeon. We should have a whole episode <laughs> where we just highlight. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that'd be a good T-shirt design though. You draw like a little dude, and he's got like a spleen, a pancreas, and, and like, it's all, all the... orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. would, oh, this is like yeah. deep in the fringes of Nickelodeon <laughs> fan art. There'd be like four of them in existence. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> uh, we cut to uh, Mondo Burger, and we see. It's a, a very tiny set, but we see it a couple of times. It's Kurt's office. <laughs> Did you see the, the the bust behind him? Yes. It's this weird, like, blue bust of him, and it looks like an art piece, and it's real, real 90s funky. Yeah, the whole thing is funky. There's, like, a helmet, like a metal helmet, uh, looks like, and uh, and he is just a total tool. <laughs> yeah, he's totally a tool. He, like, headbutts one of his, like, bodyguard buddies. Yeah, his bodyguard buddies who are also <laughs> stupid. And and uh, don't really know what's happening. They they speculate that it's the sauce is why Good Burger is doing so well, even though they're about to crush them. Oh, it's funny. He knocks out one of them, and the other one says, "I'm gonna go get some information on the sauce. <laughs> like I'm gonna like get some back, and I'll have our team analyze it. Something that doesn't pay off at all. <laughs> like like yeah, we're, they drop we're gonna that. cut back to Kurt's office in a little bit, and there's no headway made on that." <laughs> Yeah, but you can tell Kurt is uh, is powerful because he has a glass desk. Oh, yeah, that, that's a, a real power Yeah, he move. can see his legs when he's working. That's a real power move. I can't make out the art piece that's behind him. I want to say it's like World War II paraphernalia. <laughs> like it's like some kind of... Like, uh, he envisions himself that way. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's definitely... A, there's a treadmill as well. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just a loser. Um, he kind of looks like... Uh, Oh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like a very '90s fied, maybe like maybe like twenty percent smaller too. Yeah, he's very small, <laughs> angry man. He's uh, the last one. Is the uh, he's a real he's got kind of like a snow miser vibe to him. Yeah, he's bad guy. <laughs> he's like if snow miser and heat miser had a kid. Bad guy vibes all around. <laughs> <laughs> if they had a kid. Oh no, I know. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Jack Frost in Santa Claus oh, Three. Oh yeah, that's a what? That's another bad character. <laughs> <laughs> They're cut from the same cloth. Okay, so... Ed asks Dexter to hang out, please. End of the day, Mr. Bailey gives uh, him $67, and Dexter takes it from him and gives him $13 back, and he asks Dex if he wants to meet him at a secret place. Wait, Adam, uh, $63 or $67 and something? So $67 yep. is Ed's cut. Uh-huh. Let me do let me do a little proportion for my for my all my geometry students out there. So if it's sixty-seven dollars and uh and that means it's it's how much per about six six percent? That means how many burgers did they sell? I don't know. But <laughs> I can do the math. They made what it's nine hundred and ninety-eight dollars. 
is the equi- is like th- their total for the day. So that's a lot of different meals and different items on the menu. Right. But, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Still pretty good overall. So. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, well, a, a bad day for them was like forty dollars. So a thousand dollars of good burgers in one day. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's good lucrative business here. Ed, uh, ask uh, ask Dex. Do you want to see my secret place? And uh, and reluctantly, Dexter <laughs> agrees. I'd rather not. But his uh, secret place is, in fact, up on the roof. They have several lawn chairs set up. And they're sitting there, and they're just chilling. It's nighttime in, in Bridesdale, California. If it wasn't for the, like, the the uh, burger exhaust, it'd probably be a pretty cool place, right? Yeah, the, the grease fumes. Um, no, it looked cool. Yeah, I also noticed that uh, we we first saw this in the, like, intro sequence. When, when uh, uh, Ed was, like, rollerblading there. You pan over outside the Good Burger and you see a couple chairs on the roof. Oh, interesting. It's like it was a blink and you miss it thing. I'm surprised I caught it. Cool. Ed reveals that he comes there to think, I think, and uh, and is basically very proud to show off his spot to his new friend. Yeah. Do you have the things that he, he thinks about? Yep. Good Burgers, squirrels, cardboard boxes, <laughs> sticky things. Yep. And then this, this hold on, I, I want to talk about this next part. This okay. part is actually a very, like, um, I, you know, at least from, from somebody who's like aware of this kind of stuff, um, and how friends should interact with friends. This line hurt, is it like hurt my soul that this line actually was uttered by Keenan and he said, or not, or, you know, um, Dexter. And he said, Dex. I bet you don't have any real problems. Mm, and that's no. like, I mean, I mean, yeah, on the surface level, it's just like kind of funny and a joke, but. Man, not much empathy going back towards uh, my man Ed. No, uh, that said, they will. Uh, I think this scene is where that empathy develops. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it is like it is like a beginning of the conversation, but still, it's like that. That's like I mean, it maybe it shows his immaturity almost. Uh, he does not acknowledge having six toes on your left foot as a real problem. <laughs> oh, Ed. Uh, but yeah, no, so Ed, like you know, like a good friend, inquires about Dex. Like, what kind of problems do you have? And we find out that uh, Dexter's dad left his mom when he was seven years old. But uh, before he left, he bought him a yo-yo, and the yo-yo was really nice. It had red and blue lights on it, and it made this cool whistling noise when you when you moved it. Yeah, uh, and you know he, it's a really, a really touching emotional scene because then he says, you know, Ed's like that's that was quite the yo-yo. Do you still have it? And he explains like kind of his the degradation of that of it, where he's like, yeah, no, eventually it stopped lighting up and the stopped making the whistling sound, and I think my mom threw it away. That's right. So yeah, uh, and, he, and he like caps it off by saying, I, I, I don't even, I don't remember what my dad looks like. Yeah, and Ed uh, Ed is trying to be empathetic, and he so he says, "I don't know what my dad looks like either, but at least I get to see him every day." <laughs> and so he's really trying, which is he's really trying. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's why I got angry because because Keenan's not trying, right? He's not trying to be empathetic, but uh, on the other hand, Ed has a lot of uh, emotional intelligence, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> awareness. We're talking and, yeah. about how he sees the best in people. And like, and that's usually the case. But he also like, as we'll find out soon, he he can sn- smell rats when it comes to like Kurt and his and his buddies. That's right. He's a, he's a good judge of character, I would say. So he sees that even though Dex is troubled, uh, that he he's got he's a good person deep down. 
That's right. And uh, the scene leaves by Dax leaving and climbing down the roof, and he calls Ed his buddy. And Ed is very touched by that. Because he actually seems like he has a friend. He does. A, a, a nice, a nice. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this this might be my favorite part of the movie. This kind of middle third, uh, because after that all, that scene, we get another excellent one about how they get a, a, a delivery to a very special. Oh, uh, this is this is my favorite star. part of the movie. Um, they get a very special delivery. Uh, I think it's is it uh, Mr. Bailey who hands like the address or whatever to to uh, Dax. Yeah, I think. D- D has it at some point, and yeah, he gets to Dex, and Dex uh, tries to get Monique to come, but Ed is insistent that it's him. Yep, and Ed, so Ed's go, Ed goes with Dex, Ed's driving, speeding, cutting people off. Um, just They're literally, they cut like through like a, a security guard, like break through a barrier, and then they're driving inside a basketball stadium. Yeah, an arena, <laughs> like, in da- like down the corridor. In the burger mobile, which is crazy, I I, could, I don't think it can make those turns. <laughs> no, no, but but it it's amazing. Anyways, um, anyways, yeah. they get there and they they rush out and they go to they break into the locker room where there's a lot of reporters and a very famous basketball player who at this point in time was just beginning his career with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, yes, uh, you know, and he towers above <laughs> all the reporters. And now he is on Gold Bond commercials. It is none other than Shaquille O'Neal. And, uh, and this, this is great. This is just so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I, I was watching this movie with uh, Alex uh, recently. Uh, like maybe a couple months ago and like when like they're rushing to the basketball stadium <laughs> i'm like do you want to guess who it is and she's like who's who's famous at basketball this time Shaq? <laughs> and it was just like <laughs> yep no you nailed wow. it got it in one yeah it's like what quite the star power <laughs> a little bit more than uh than uh whoever our friend was in the chicago bulls episode who, who i have already forgotten <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm sorry <laughs> ron harper oh, i'm sorry ron harper i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they ask him how is it, he just won like the 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 game winning. Uh, He's uh, going to the NBA points. finals, Adam. So that means he Good. won the the West. Okay, they won the West. They're going yep. to the finals. They won the West. They, and how how does he feel? He feels hungry. <laughs> so uh, Dexter and Ed bust through the door, and Ed shouts. Shaq! Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, Chariots of Fire plays. <laughs> the, the reporters part like the Red Sea. <laughs> and they have these crazy enthusiastic looks on their faces as they run up to Shaq and start like jumping next to, next to him. I mean, and then they just embrace their hero and uh, he is is not really, he's like very happy that they're happy. And uh, as, as like, you got to think about context here. Here is the best player in the game, right? Like, at, like pretty much at this yeah. point, the best player in the game um, and going to the NBA Finals. He's like a star in the game, in real life and in the movie. And it's just like, for these two young guys, it is really, really special. Yeah, he also, he has one of my other favorite lines of the movie. <laughs> because uh, like any good, <laughs> like any celebrity... When he gets his order, his burger, uh, he opens it up, and he like he's inspecting it, making sure it's right. And he says to like he's like, "Yo, my old man, uh, I I want tomatoes. There's some tomatoes here." And 
this is the cool thing I like. If it was just Dexter there, it'll be like uh, it'll be a terrible thing for Good Burger. This is some real bad publicity, terrible PR. But because Ed's there, <laughs> uh, uh, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a tomato <laughs> slice, front pocket, and puts it on. Yeah, front pocket, <laughs> and he and puts it on there. What does he say? Uh, and uh, Shaq says, uh, "You're not like other people, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Consider yourself tomato. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, right. Just right. consider yourself tomato. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that, no, that, that Shaq line is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. Because we were complaining about Ron Harper's acting, but Shaq nails it like like a true celeb. He's got he's got star power through and through. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and then he he takes a bite of the burger. I mean, it's like a third of the burger. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, yeah, but he's just sure. little. He definitely needs more than one. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it's, they, they brought a lot to him. Uh, but then a crazy thing happens is that we cut back to Kurt's office and they're seeing this unfold on TV. Shaq's like, it's a good burger. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kurt's watching this unfold and Ke- and Ed literally like steals the camera and microphone from a reporter and starts singing his song on, on screen. <laughs> it's wonderful. And then uh, Kurt breaks the TV because he's a little loser. His buddies are like, good job, Kurt, kicking that TV. But we still have a problem here. (laughs) Oh, man. So Kurt is just such a loser. Kurt's so much of a loser that the next day when Ed is rollerblading to work, he pulls up in his GMC SUV and and (laughs) offers Ed a ride. Yeah. (laughs) He he literally crashes into him. Which, uh, I I gotta say, like for this scene, this part of the movie, a lot of interesting parallels between Kurt and and Dexter <laughs> because both of them interacted with Ed on his rollerblades right that's right uh and this one yeah so he like basically picks him up and he's like uh, hey i know who you are so kurt gives ed a ride and during that ride you would imagine that kurt is definitely doesn't have good intentions because he hasn't shown good intentions at all or any sliver of humanity um and so he's clearly trying to take advantage of ed and that's what he does he uh he basically offers Ed a raise from $5 an hour to $10 an hour. And we also find out that Ed has spent three years at Good Burger. So, so yeah, he proposes that and he says, how does $10 sound? I don't know. <laughs> and you see Ed with a $10 bill rubbing it in between his, uh, in between his ears as he, he, he likes to hear the sound of things, right? It's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. And then he repeats that like verbally. He's like, I don't know, kind of like... And Kurt's getting very angry. He doesn't have much patience. Clearly doesn't have kids or any responsibilities. But he drops him off at, a, at Good Burger and, and kind of like, think about what, think about that deal. Yeah, he leaves and Dexter's right there. Dexter sees what happens and he's like, what was that about? Explains to his buddy oh, what, what, what happened. He's like, yeah, no, he pretty much offered me a job. And Dexter says a very poignant line, I thought here, which is, Ed, that diphthong doesn't like you. He's just trying to use you. Yeah, that's not natural. Which <laughs> <laughs> just good. But good response. It's, it's, super, it's ironic. He, he's literally using yes. Ed. And he's, yeah, he's telling him, he, don't, that guy doesn't, don't, don't trust him. He's just wants to use well, him. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's clearly like he's, he's projecting. He doesn't want to face the fact that he is using Ed, and so he's noticing when other people are trying to use Ed. This case, it's very obvious, but, I mean, this is, uh, 
this is the sign of, of an immature man, really, an immature child, you know? He's just trying to mm -hmm. take advantage and use. But fortunately, uh, things uh, you see a slight shift when, uh, when Ed piles on the guilt. Uh-huh. Because Ed has a gift for Dexter. He hands him something called a yo-yo, and he said he bought it for the $13 that he gave him yesterday. Yeah, so he took, like, his 20%, and he spent it on a gift for, for Dex. And Dex, like, really has a, a touching moment. He's like, why did you give this to me? Why did you buy this? And he says, because we're buds! And it's almost like Dex didn't want him to to do that, right? Yeah. He, he wanted Ed to be mean or, you know, he, he wanted the worst out of Ed. And what he got was the best. And so now, I mean, his conscience has to be screaming. He's like too good of a person. He's too yeah. good of a person. That's right. So yeah, his conscience is, you can totally see it on his face. His conscience is screaming. But it's easy for people to ignore their conscience. And that's pretty much what Dex does. Back at Kurt's office. Is, he, is, is this when he's spying on him? Yeah. He's, there's too, uh, there's, what, I'm sorry. It, there's too many Kurt office scenes. Yeah, these they're, they're not there's super like good. There's like three so we, far. It's like, ugh. He like they could have been something else, like like in some other scene. But anyways, we saw like a bunch of other pieces of Goodberg before. Wouldn't it be cool to see him like you know in the back room where they're like doing the assembly line? He was watching over that. Right. His office is a, a, a bad set. That said, those three scenes are probably filmed back to back to back. Oh, are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> yeah. In a half hour. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> one of his goons <laughs> says, uh, "If you ask me, that guy's a few tacos short of a combination plate." In the second taco <laughs> reference, and uh, I don't really know what that means, but I get the gist. Well, uh, they fortunately that they they've got other uh, <laughs> tricks up their sleeves. So they say, "Send in Roxanne." Yeah, send in Roxanne. Q, of course, Roxanne, the song, and. That's the only reason she's named Roxanne, which is kind of lame, but whatever. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, she, she walks in. Uh, Otis is checking her out. Otis is looking at her butt. I want to make that clear. It's yes. very obvious he's not looking at her back. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> she's played by Carmen Electra. Oh. Uh, who's like a, a model at the time. This is, I think is the first like acting gig. Yes. Yes. It. <laughs> quite the acting gig they threw her for a ringer um so she, <laughs> yeah, she, she walks up to it, ed. Yeah, wearing a tight dress she's got all these like bombshell yeah, eyes yeah, yeah she walks up to ed and she's she's like he's like welcome to good burger home you know, you know the whole thing and she's like i don't want a good burger i want you you are so hot and it's like <laughs> i sweat at work yeah it, just very oblivious to her yeah coming on to yeah him. Like, oh, I want, like, I want you as a snack. Like, <laughs> but I'm not edible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. she basically out asks him out on a date tomorrow and gives him uh, her address to to pick him up, to pick her up. Yep. So it's you know, I mean, the scene's pretty good, um, but but it's it's like, I mean, you can know you know what's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, we see where this. She's is going. trying to get some inside <laughs> info. Oh yeah. And I, I like what uh, what Dex says here because he, he he rushes up to, to Ed and he says, "I can't believe what I just saw." <laughs> and Ed says, "Elvis." <laughs> I didn't get that one. I missed that one. <laughs> oh my god! No, the, the beautiful girl just came in here and asked you out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he's like, "You should get Monique to come too, and we'll make it a double date." Yeah, and uh, and, and Dex is like, "No, like she's not gonna want to, like she doesn't really like me." And, uh, yeah, you, you chicken. Yeah. Moo. Moo. <laughs> Ch chickens don't move, Ed. 
They cluck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they get Monique's attention, and Dex is still kind of fumbling over himself. But Ed very directly says, "Hey, a bunch of us are going over to, you know, on a date tomorrow. Do you want to be? Uh, do you want to be Dex's date?" And Monique says, "I would love to." So looks like she's interested after all. And it turns out Ed has other skills. He is a wingman. Oh yeah, he's a great wingman. Yeah, man. I mean he he he's just like <laughs> we already knew that he was a good burger man. Now he's a good good burger, wing good man wing, too. good uh, yes, good fast food man. Uh, so uh, speaking of <laughs> uh, palaces, oh yeah, uh, I love this. They're out on the date. They go to a like a mini golf castle. Yeah, it's a, it has all these lights. It's very weird. It, I think it's nineties. It's got these colored lights and uh, this giant infrastructure that's just for mini golf. It's like where where teenagers go when they want to go on a date, but they don't want to go to a movie and they can't go out to yeah. just drink. Right? It's like it's like exclusively <laughs> for sixteen and seventeen year olds. <laughs> yeah. So they uh they all go out there. They're having like corn dogs and stuff like that. Yeah, a very uh, like risque scene for for a Nickelodeon movie right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. This is where they really uh, push the envelope. Uh, I want to talk about their outfits real quick. We always do that on Keenan and Kel, yes, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, so uh, uh, Dexter's wearing a pretty, I'd say, a cool guy nice outfit. Lots of layers. He's got his windbreaker uh, on. His yellow windbreaker. <laughs> That that's a real bright windbreaker. I gotta say, just contrasts his skin tone quite intensely. So someone in his family must be like a fireman or something like that. Yeah, aspires to oh. be a first responder or or has a curious monkey like buddy. And uh, Ed is wearing his Good Burger um, uniform, but with a tie. Yeah, the tie really pulls pulls it together. Um, it's almost like it. I don't. I, I don't think it does. It's like it, think, oh, what are you talking about? It's like an inverse Mr. Bailey. He's looking up to his hero. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Carmen Monique, a real you know, dressed to the nines. Oh, she's wearing just like this lime green jacket with a matching hat. It's 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 kind of cool, but also just like <laughs> Roxanne is is wearing bl- like you know bright blue. So they're, they're dressed like fruits. They got a banana, a lime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I miss the days when you could just dress as a bunch of Skittles. <laughs> yeah, right? You just dress, wear whatever you want. Yeah. They're like pontificating on the corn dogs and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Roxanne's all like, Ed, can we get some of your sauce on, for these corn dogs? Wouldn't that be. How do you make that stuff? Yeah, and it's it, everybody's eyes are like raising. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, but before that, before that, we got to mention. Um, Oh, uh, Keen- of Keenan uh, or Dex, I, I whatever. Well, we're, so we're used to Keenan and Cal being Keenan and Cal on both the show and in real life. Yeah, yes. So, so. Ap- apologies <laughs> if you're new for the Good Burger review, um, and thanks for hanging with us for this long. I I can't imagine there's that many of you, but welcome. And so Dex grabs the chair for Monique and helps her sit down, and he says he says like for you. And so Ed does the same thing for his date Roxanne. And uh, accidentally pulls the chair back a little far, so she falls on her butt. And he goes, "Oh, are you okay? Uh, is is your butt okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's fine." And he he yells to everybody there, "Her butt is fine." <laughs> yep, absolutely. And just good uh, moments. <laughs> so yeah, now when they're talking about, uh, she's trying to get the, the the sauce recipe out of Ed, and Ed actually starts giving it. Like this this plan like nearly worked for her. <laughs> Uh, but Dex, uh, goes to kick Ed to make him stop and accidentally kicks Roxanne. 
<laughs> she's all like, ow, and Ed's like, whoa, are you okay? Is it your butt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's fixated on her butt, but just because he wants to make sure that she's okay. Because that's Ed. That's the kind of guy Ed is. <laughs> he is. Uh, and uh, to further punctuate the kind of guy Ed is, uh, <laughs> Dex and Monique uh, like get ready to go putting. And... Uh, <laughs> Roxanne, like, really, it has the most risque moment with, with Ed, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, well, where, where she basically says to him, like, hey, uh, maybe we could just, uh, maybe we could just talk and get to know each other better. Doesn't that sound like more fun than miniature golf? Not really. And, <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, I want to play mini golf. Yeah. He, he, he breaks the fourth wall. He looks directly at the camera and looks back at her. And he says, no! Oh, I didn't know he looked at the camera. I must have been looking down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, it's it's a real great moment. Breaks the fourth wall. I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the expression. I understand. Like, uh, so they go golfing. Yep, so uh, Monique goes, and it's like, you know, okay. There's a mini golf, right? And, and Dax is like, oh, I could show you how it's done. And he, he goes to swing, <laughs> and he's like falls, almost like trips and falls over. He like loses his balance, and uh, and it goes right in the water. <laughs> Did you see Keenan's face before they go to sw- before he swings? No. <laughs> he does like a triple take. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so funny because you look at the windmill, and he's going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going back and forth. <laughs> just, uh, I, I gotta say that uh, we've been talking about uh, across Keenan and Cal about the Keenan Cal like ratio, and you got to make sure that that Keenan gets enough screen time and he's funny enough. I think in this movie, Keenan's definitely got star power and he's funny in his own way. It's not all Ed. That's right. Yeah. No, they they really have the balance perfectly struck here. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, he he messes up his shots. Then it's Ed's turn. So. <laughs> Uh, let me explain this, Adam, because I, I want to get I'll get I'll get Please. the terms right. OK, Ed, uh, you know, takes his stance. He takes a full backswing on the backswing, hits Roxanne in the face, like in the chin, and then sw- like does a full swing. And he's like looking <laughs> off in the distance. He's not even looking at like the wherever the hole is. He's looking off in the distance, takes a full swing. The ball flies off of the putter head. It hits the fan of the windmill, and it does like a, a Griswold's family vacation kind of like bouncing, <laughs> like ping ponging around, ping ponging yeah. around on the four, the four, uh, what is it, propellers of the of the uh, turbines. Tur- <laughs> Sorry, that's I'm your, pretty sure they're that's turbines. Your job. I shouldn't be. You're like you. You design clean rooms. I should listen. I should defer to you. Uh, okay, on the off the tur- the windmill turbines, and uh, and then eventually flies back and hits Roxanne, who has since stood up right in the square in the forehead, knocking her unconscious. Yeah, it, it, it's it's shot in a way that like it's the balls coming at her like in slow motion, but she like she's filmed like in real time. So she's like, <gasps> like real slow, uh, but yeah, it it hits her and knocks her out. The next scene is them driving home, and uh, they're driving the burger, which is great. Um, <laughs> and that's their vehicle; it's it's wonderful. And, uh, and and Ed is basically telling Roxanne about his life. Um, yeah, about when he was born, his first words. Yeah, trousers, but his mom or his mom thought it was trousers, and it, but he thought it was tweezers, something like that. But the other way around. He was also like like six when his his first words, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, then then Dex kind of breaks it to, uh, breaks it to him. He's like, now 
he's like, she, she's still knocked out, dude. And she's clearly unconscious, <laughs> just in the front seat. Uh, he, sla- he slams on the brake when they get in front of Good Burger, and she, like, hits the dashboard and wakes up. G- giant red welt on her forehead. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, and uh, Dex and Monique go for a walk <laughs> to, to give them some alone time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Dex goes, so you like me? Just, like, coming out swinging. <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy for us. I wonder if anybody took notes from this. Because, like, that's, like, that's bold, man. (laughs) A a first date that lasted, like, what, 10, 20 minutes? Well, I mean, they were probably there for, like, an hour and a half or something. Like, playing the whole 18. Uh, Okay. Oh, that that wasn't the first hole? Maybe that was the first hole. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, he's just like, so you like me? And, and, uh, And she's like, yeah. Yeah, she's wearing his big yellow, you know, rain jacket. Yep. Uh, like a true gentleman uh, and they're kind of comparing notes it's like yeah I do like you and uh, she's like do you like me and then it, Dex is like I like you since the first time I met you I'm sure that was the same and she's like no actually at first I thought you were kind of stuck up and, and conceited but then her dear friend Ed who she trusts very much because he's honest and genuine and wouldn't do anything bad to anybody told him told her nice things about Dex yeah, uh, I I really like this moment because you see that Monique and Ed have a history, like a, a really uh, honest friendship there, and she really yeah she sees she recognizes that he sees the best in people, and like she like literally uses him as a judge of character about Dex. Yeah, I mean it, it is pretty cool. It's like that's what you should aspire to for friendships, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's a really nice moment, and so Dex, of course, the guilt is piling on because he knows that he is using Ed, and he's not as good of a friend as he thinks he is. Yeah, that said, he it does not pile on enough for him to not uh, give Monique a kiss. Yeah, is this the first uh, Keenan intimacy moment that we've seen? <laughs> That's a weird way of putting it. But it's int- <laughs> affection? Yeah, yeah, I think this is the first kind of... Uh... Like, you know, he's, he's put, so he's hung girls' names on, like, <laughs> on the, the, off the Sears Tower. <laughs> on the top of the Sears or Tower. almost, we should say. <laughs> Yeah, and he's also written names in, like, notebooks and stuff like that. But no, this and is, he's like... he's had a crush on a teacher, or not quite. Yeah, this is some, like... <laughs> yeah, uh, we've not seen anything like this before. Uh, meanwhile, a lot, lot of great uh, Ed Roxanne moments. <laughs> like, when they were first leaving the, call, uh, the car, Ed was like, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, hello? Hello? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> and now, on, on the outside... She's like, so what do you want to do? Well, I've always wanted to shave a Martian. <laughs> then he reveals that he's always has like a pink razor on him at all times. Yeah. He's like, got a Martian? <laughs> yeah, worst joke of the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> like, just so anything could have been better than that. They were really scrambling. Very random. Yeah. And the Martian part, like, well, anyways. <laughs> he's just like, oh, look into my eye. Uh, look at me. What do you see? That big red mark on your forehead from where the ball hit you? <laughs> Uh, but no, she's getting real close to Ed. Right. Uh, you know, coming in for the kiss, trying to woo and him. And as she goes in for the kiss, Ed grabs her and throws her over his shoulder and slams her to the ground. <laughs> and he says, oh, sorry, you snuck up on me. <laughs> she's right in front of him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, smash cut to the next day at uh, at Mondo Burger. <laughs> um Roxanne is in crutches with her arm in a cast and a big like bandage on her forehead, and she says to Kurt, "I quit." And then she falls down. 
as she's trying to walk yep. away. It's very sad. So they they're very uh, you know they're very disgruntled that their rock sampling didn't work. Probably wasn't quite the uh, the acting gig that this model wanted, but. <laughs> Oh, she had a blast, according to the... Oh, yeah? Oh, good, good, good. I'm sure she's a nice person. What am I ta- What am I saying? Thank you for your service to the Keenan and Kel universe. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Carmen Electra. Carmen. Thank you, Carmen. You did wonderful. Yeah, no, she uh, she didn't come to LA to be an actress, but, like, when she got the opportunity, she jumped on it, and, like, Keenan was super excited about it. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a great oh, moment. Cool. You really did your research. <laughs> so, uh, a, uh, the drama scene happens next, where... Uh, uh, you know, Dex is trying to be all cute with Monique the next day, uh, but Monique is real kind of, um, you know, being real cold to him. Uh, but before that, there's a funny scene, Adam. With, with, oh, oh, of course, with, uh, right. Uh, a woman, a, a matronly woman, who is uh, standing in front of Ed placing an order, and she has like a pretty thick accent that is indistinguishable to any place on planet Earth. <laughs> yes. it's just an, it's like a, all that accent right well I, I gotta say yes exactly that <laughs> uh so uh the uh the character is uh connie muldoon who is a regular on all that ah. uh, uh, like this is one of the like kind of patrons that would normally uh visit uh, ed uh, and uh she is played by the same uh actress oh good uh lori beth uh, denberg so yeah it's literally the actress from all that playing this character okay see i i didn't even watch that much all that in my days Uh but i could i could see through it i'm like that isn't swedish it's not like you also see that she's playing like a 40 year old woman or something like that but she's clearly like keenan and kel's age (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. but she gives a very a very complex order that's uh complex detailed order they zoom in on ed's face he he's clearly looks confused and uh i wrote down that ed is broken (laughs) the order just just (laughs) yeah you hear like the short circuiting sound yeah the order just totally went like he can't capture it too much for him um but then we move over to to an upset monique who doesn't really seem like she wants to see dex anymore yeah really give him the cold shoulder uh out of her locker she gives him his jacket uh, and she also gives him the contract. She found it in his jacket pocket. And she is pretty, pretty upset Furious. by this. And not yeah. just upset because he wasn't who he said he was to her, but he wasn't who he said he was to Ed. And he really, really hurt Ed. Yeah, he's really squeezing Ed for th- this money. Uh, and like, you know, like it, it doesn't belong to him and it's clearly wrong. And she and, and Monique says the thing that like breaks your heart, which is like, I'm not going to tell Ed. Yeah, because it would hurt him too much. Yeah, and that's that's so true. We don't see that side of Ed in this in the movie, but it's like, and I don't know if if that, honestly, I don't know if it would. So uh, the implied hurt that she would see in, in Ed is is I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, betrayal is something that everybody understands, and I feel like Ed, because he's such a good person, he gives everybody the benefit of the doubt. As soon as somebody betrays you, you lose your innocence you you stop giving people the benefit of the doubt and so maybe nobody's betrayed him because he's such a good guy i'll, I'll double down on saying i'm glad that we don't see it yeah because because it, it does, wouldn't match the ed character that we see on screen it'd be a dimension that i don't think would that might necessarily suit him it'd be like if this was a disney movie there would be like an eight minute special no I'm just... 
Yeah, it's a, like you you don't you you don't want the comedy relief character in a Disney movie to like cry. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't but know. De- maybe... Depth is good, but I think I think this is enough depth where we don't have to see it to understand that he would probably be hurt because she's her good friend. She's his good yes. friend. Yes. The, the implied de- uh, is depth is just as effective. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. And I think that's what they, we're going for. Nice job, uh, Dan, Heath, and Keith. Yeah, uh, so uh, uh, this this will be our last scene before our ne- another next break here. Uh, so it's the... Uh, Ed is still... It looks like he's still... He's out on the back, like kind of by the garage where the, the burger mobile is. And he's comparing burgers again. He's got a Mondo burger in one hand and a good burger in the other. And um, uh, Dexter's come over and it comes over and he literally says like, "Hey, hey, dude, we gotta talk about this contract." Like, like he, <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of growth left in the movie for Dexter. <laughs> He's gonna be the same for the next thirty minutes. That's right. And the two of them are interrupted by a hungry dog. Uh huh. Um, well, before that, Dex says like, "Oh, can I have a seat?" And Ed says, "On my lap." Um, and <laughs> he says, "Look, I don't know how to say this." It's like it's easy. This. <laughs> so, this it's a good gag. So, yeah. so I mean, you call it wordplay. I call it just like literal humor. Like he's just being yeah, very, yeah. Co- very comically missing the point. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Yep. And uh, and yeah. So then there's just dog barking, and Ed is like, "Hey, what? There's four clowns. That what? They're in a broken down car. They're they're in trouble." And then as the dog is barking. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the you know uh, Timmy's trapped in a well bit. Yep. <laughs> uh, but 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 Dexter's just like he, man, the dog's just hungry. He's not, there's no clowns. And so uh, Ed feeds the dog a Mondo burger, uh, but the dog doesn't eat it. Is entirely disinterested in it. Doesn't even sniff it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, so instead he throws the good burger his way, and the dog eats it up real easy. Yeah, and uh, something is clearly fishy here with this Mondo burger. What kind of dog wouldn't want to eat a burger? They uh, commit to that. They have to get down to the bottom things with Mondo burger. Yeah, something is not right. Something's askew. But before we head over to <laughs> the next scene, the third act, the beginning of the third act, we see uh, four clowns in a broken down car wondering where their dog went. <laughs> And it's just wonderful. <laughs> that's a great bit. That, that is so good. Because, like, that's the most magical thing that, that Ed, Ed, Ed does. Ed can, yeah, he can talk dog. <laughs> he can talk to dogs. Right, because this whole movie, it's like, you're kind of expecting him to have some, like, magic powers. Like, I was expecting the fry to go through his ear. Like, I forgot that part. <laughs> like, I actually thought he was going to, like, make it work. Because he's a yeah. cartoon. He's a living cartoon. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it's cool. He, <laughs> yeah, he no. does have some special uh, abilities, some sixth senses, a sixth All right. sense. Well, well, that's it for part two. Uh, please join us for the third act, the grand finale, the end of our Good Burger special uh, next time on Keenan and Cal with Adam and Aaron. Until then, oh, here it Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Our social media accounts are all at Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Whoa!